Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. All right, folks, I was given a tip, a very disturbing tip about um, some a name you've probably heard before, Hunter Biden. I'm just throwing it right out there. There's no need to overly tease this thing. I'm going to get to it right at the beginning of the show today. Um, and the tip is troubling in light of what I heard last night on the Tucker Carlson show and a report I saw this morning from Axios about a Chinese government influence operation in the United States. You can probably put two and two together. Hunter Biden influence operation. Hunter Biden's been involved with China. We know about the big guy, business opportunities. Hunter taking money from China, kicking it up to Joe Biden, his dad, the big guy. Now, the tip is pretty predictable. I'm going to get to that. I've also got an update on what happened in Georgia, an update on a major lawsuit that could go to the Supreme Court that could be damaging. I've got that. And also, hopefully I'll get to this breaking news out of Los Angeles where I don't know how you're staying in Los Angeles after this stuff. Loaded show today. Today's show brought to you by ExpressVPN. Ladies and gentlemen, protect your online activity. Surf the web in peace. Get a VPN. Don't wait. Go to expressvpn.com slash Bongino. Welcome to the Dan Bongino Show on this Pack Newsday. Producer Joe, how are you today? Fine, sir. Hey, man. I'm doing well. Um, question is, how are you? You feeling all right? Hanging in there? Yeah, Joe gets to see all the That's... stuff that happens before <laughs> the show. It's never pretty. <laughs> but I always told you if I didn't feel like it, I would not do a show. Right. So I'm up for it. Just a little bit of a rough incident before the show. But thank you for your concern, Joe, ah, you're welcome, Paula, bro. and everyone else. You guys are great. All right, folks, let's get right to it. Okay, Loaded okay. show today. I had a good night's sleep last night. Thanks to my friends at... Helix Sleep, we love them. Best mattresses in the business. You know why? They have a quiz. It takes just two minutes to complete, and it matches your body type and sleep preferences to the perfect mattress for you. What a unique idea. Why buy a mattress made for someone else? Doesn't make any sense. With Helix, you're getting a mattress you know will be perfect for the way you sleep. They have soft, medium, firm mattresses. Mattress is great for cooling you down if you sleep hot. And even a Helix Plus mattress for plus-size sleepers. I took the Helix quiz and was matched with a midnight Lux that we love. It's like sleeping on a cloud, folks. You're spending eight hours a night there. You might as well sleep in comfort. It's been really terrific getting your videos and people seeing your emails on Helix mattresses. You all love it. I get great feedback on this con- on this uh, on this company. So if you're looking for a mattress, <clears throat> take the quiz. Order the mattress you match up to, and the mattress comes right to your door, shipped for free. You don't ever need to go to a mattress store again. They're awesome. But don't just take my word for it. Helix was awarded the number one best overall mattress pick of 2020 by GQ and Wired Magazine. Just go to helixsleep.com slash Dan. Take their two-minute sleep quiz. They'll match you to a customized mattress for you to get the best sleep of your life. They have a 10-year warranty. You can try it out for 100 nights risk-free. They'll even pick it up if you don't love it. But you will. Helix offers exclusive discounts for military, first responders, teachers, and students. They're offering up to $200 off all mattress orders today and two free pillows for our listeners. Go to Helix, H-E-L-I-X, helixsleep.com slash Dan, helixsleep.com slash Dan. You won't regret it. Check them out. All right, Joe, let's go. Here they go. Yeah. What was that? Uh, no, 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 no. Unacceptable. Leave that on it. That was a way, way, da, 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 that delay was totally unsat. Okay. Totally. We're going to have to go to the Kenny Bell. I'm very sorry. <laughs> 
The Kenny Bell the had Kenny to come Bell. in. Even though you came out of the bullpen, you were late. Nothing they were like, like, bring in the righty Danics. for the Bell. Joe's in the bullpen. <laughs> He's chewing on his tobacco. He's sitting there sleeping. Now, bring in the righty. What do you mean? You got to hit the bell quicker. So the Kenny Bell <laughs> to the rescue. I'm just kidding. I love Joe. He's always in All right. So I let me get it. right yeah. to the story. I, I was debating. <laughs> so do I. I was debating uh, the order of the stories today because we have this election stuff and all this malfeasance in, in, or misfeasance in Georgia. But this story is critically important. So let me lay this out. Tucker Carlson had a damning segment on his show last night on Fox News about the Chinese Communist Party and unsurprisingly, an influence operation in the United States. A very disturbing influence operation. An influence operation, I wanted to take notes, so I I got this all out there because I've been, we were going to do this story last week, right, Paula? And we got overwhelmed by election stuff. And I'm regretting not doing it because Tucker beat us to the punch last night on it. We were given some information a while ago. Um, not this stuff, on this other stuff, but this, this is critical. They're looking to influence business leaders, academics, entertainers, athletes, media people, local and elected politicians at the national level, bureaucrats, unions, interest groups. To get legislation passed and to get information on the United States that benefits China and does not benefit you. Surprising to no one. Here it is laid out. This was an appearance by our director of national intelligence. There is literally no one in the country with more intelligence on this matter other than Donald Trump than this man, John Ratcliffe, who is our current director of national intelligence, DNI. He was on Fox News talking about what the Chinese are doing to work our system here, screw you over, benefit the Chinese, and cause internal strife within the United States. This is one of the most disturbing pieces of video you've seen in a while. Listen to Ratcliffe lay it out. Check this out. You wrote a piece for the Wall Street Journal, and you say China is targeting members of Congress with six times the frequency of Russia and 12 times the frequency of Iran. What is behind Beijing's aggressive approach? So they want laws and policies out of the United States that are favorable to China. And what they're really trying to do is through blackmail, through bribery, through overt and covert influence, trying to make sure that only laws that are favorable to China are passed. Have you been to Capitol Hill and have you briefed this threat information to lawmakers? I was so troubled by what I saw from the position as the director of national intelligence that I went and briefed both the House and Senate intelligence committees on this information which they found surprising and troubling. I'm very sorry. I saw Catherine Harridge. I always think Fox. That is CBS. That is CBS News, full credit. Obviously, if you're listening um, on audio and you're not seeing the video, there is a CBS icon if you saw the video. That is CBS News, Catherine Harridge, who does excellent work, both at Fox and at CBS now. Did you hear that? You know, I, I know John Ratcliffe is a relatively understated guy, so he's not as animated as I can be. So sometimes if the emotion is involved, you can miss what he just said. That the Chinese government is using bribery, covert tactics to get laws passed, U.S. laws in the United States that don't benefit you in a constitutional republic that benefit China. And that lawmakers up on Capitol Hill know about it. How do we know that, Joe? Because Ratcliffe says he briefed them. Yeah. Why haven't you heard about this? Why is Ratcliffe and now Tucker last night on Fox the only one sounding the alarm about this? Well, John Ratcliffe wrote a widely disseminated viral op-ed in the Washington, excuse me, in the Wall Street Journal last week about this problem, laying out top to bottom what China's doing to screw you over and get laws passed that hurt you and help China in our country right here, right now. 
He lays out in this op-ed last week, which again, I'm sorry for not covering it last week. There's just so much going on. It's like drinking from a fire hose. He lays out all of the things they're doing. One of them, one of the things they're doing really, put the op-ed piece up if you don't mind, Paula. Uh, One of these things really jumped out at me. So I took a screen cap. There's a whole bunch of stuff I'm going to get to here. I'm going to get to the Biden thing in a minute too. So don't go anywhere. The op-ed's called China is national security threat number one. Resisting Beijing's attempt to reshape and dominate the world is the challenge of our generation. John Ratcliffe, Wall Street Journal. Here's one of the things that jumped out at me that should really disturb you. I'll bet you never thought of this one, folks. He says, and I quote, consider this scenario. A Chinese-owned manufacturing facility in the United States employs several thousand Americans. All right. One day, the plant's union leader is approached by a representative of the Chinese firm. The businessman explains that the local congresswoman is taking a hardline position on legislation that runs counter to Beijing's interests, even though it has nothing to do with the industry the company's involved in, and says the union leader must then urge her to sh- must then urge the congresswoman to shift positions or the plant and all its jobs will soon be gone. The union leader then contacts his congresswoman and indicates that his members won't support her reelection without a change in position. He tells himself he's protecting his members, but in that moment, he's really doing China's bidding, and the congresswoman is being influenced by China, whether she realizes it or not. Folks, do you think the director of national intelligence is using this specific example because he just made it up? You think that's what he's doing? No, 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 no. That example's probably in that piece. Just throwing it out there, folks. Just throwing it out there. Because that's probably a scenario that's happening across the United States right now. Ladies and gentlemen, we have the world's foremost rival to the United States. A nuclear-powered country engaged in a massive intelligence operation to steal our intelligence, to destroy us from the inside that is engaged in sophisticated internal influence operations to influence people you may be working with in the United States. Folks, Tucker covered this last night in a stunning eight-minute monologue and opening his show. I'm going I'm to play two pieces of video from it. In this first piece of video, he describes this influence operation, and this is going to open up, just so I cover this accurately, this piece of audio video, with a video of a man in China talking in this clip before it's been taken down. He's talking, he's speaking, uh, not in English, obviously. He's speaking and, and you'll hear it. And then you'll hear Tucker describe what he's saying. This is really, really disturbing stuff. Check this out. There's a lot of garbage floating around the internet right now, a lot of fake things. That video is real, and those subtitles are accurate. We checked today with two different Chinese speakers and confirmed that. What he just said, what you just read on the screen, tells the story. This is as close to a smoking gun as we have ever seen. Quote, we have people at the top of America's core inner circle of power and influence. According to the man you just saw, that has been true for decades. 
So who are these people and how many of them work in our media and in our government? Well, he didn't say precisely. At one point in the video, he described a Chinese agent working as a vice president at a, quote, a top Wall Street financial institution. I can't say more, he explained, without making political trouble. Di Dongsheng did tell his audience that one agent in particular was especially useful. And he goes on at some length about her. He describes her as an American who's lived abroad for many years, who is now a Chinese citizen. Who's that agent? Who, who's that agent? Who's that Chinese agent that this Chinese official in this damning video talking about? And there are subtitles if you want to watch it, rumble.com slash Bongino. There are subtitles on it. This Chinese official clearly says, we have people at the top. We have people at the top. And then mentions a specific Chinese agent. Who is that? Why do you think Tucker aired this segment last night, folks? You think it was a mystery? You think it was a mistake? You think Tucker in the midst of this election, just, hey, let's just randomly do a segment on the Chinese, uh, Chinese communist influence operation in the United States. I don't think so. Who is this agent? This Chinese agent working uh, his or her, her way up the top. Well, what conveniently dropped this morning? In a moment of stunning journalism over at Axios, this is good work. A reporter over at Axios dropped this bombshell of a story about an agent in the United States working with China to influence political leaders and others. Axios exclusive. Suspected Chinese spy targeted California politicians. Oh, wait till you see who one of these politicians was. So before we get to specific screen caps from this piece at Axios, again, a, a stunningly good piece of journalism. I say that because journalism has seemingly died. And one of the politicians in question is a Democrat. And you know they're a protected class, Joe. Yes. There's no allowable journalism That's on right. Democrats. Stunning. I mean, we, we, we saw no journalism about the Hunter Biden story at all. Matter of fact, there was counter anti-journalism where it was, it was suppressed. So just to get through this, Ratcliffe opens up talking to Catherine Herridge. China's working the system, trying to bribe and influence government leaders to influence policies in their favor. They're also working business leaders, academics, entertainers, anyone they can get their mitts on, union leaders and everyone else to try and get policies passed that influence China and screw you over. That sounds kind of bad. Tucker goes on last night and says, hey, listen, we've got video of this Chinese official talking about this. We have people at the top influence operations, implying they bought off people in our own government. And then Tucker says, Hey, this guy also mentions this Chinese agent who's done some spectacular work in really getting inside our political infrastructure to screw someone over. And conveniently this morning, Axios drops this bomb. Let's go to screenshot number one from the Axios piece where you're going to be like, huh, what? Convenient timing for this, no? The woman at the center of this alleged spy operation is a Chinese national named Fang Fang or Christine Fang who targeted up-and-coming local politicians in the Bay Area, conveniently a source of a lot of our uh, trade secrets when it comes to technology, folks, and across the country who had the potential to make it big on the national stage. So, wow, that's weird. She's in the Bay Area where our tech sector is, and she targeted up-and-coming politicians. It goes on. This woman, Christine Fang, through campaign fundraising, extensive networking, personal charisma, and romantic or sexual relationships, ooh, boy, with at least two Midwestern mayors, 
She was able to gain proximity to political power, according to current and former U.S. intel officials and one former elected official. Ouch, that one's going to sting. Democrats are always guilty, of course, of what they accuse you of. Now, let me be crystal clear. I'm not suggesting there may not be Republicans involved in this, too. I'm not suggesting that at all. I'm simply saying that one of the people involved in this with this woman, who's the alleged spy in this piece, or working with the Chinese government, one of the guys involved in this was one of the biggest verbal diarrhea guys around when it came to the Trump colluded with the Russians pee-pee hoax. Remember Eric Swalwell, clown, crusty, crusty the clown Swalwell? I mean, this guy's the biggest clown in Congress after Adam Schiff. He's the silver medal in the stupid Olympics and the a complete waste of this total oxygen thief. Eric Swalwell was the biggest mouth on television, this congressman out of California, hammering on about collusion with foreign governments. Well, wouldn't it be super weird if this alleged spy, Christine Fang, who's disappeared, she's not in the United States, folks, where she's like the Ren and Stimpy land of the left socks. <laughs> where they go, nobody knows. We've used her. Nobody knows right. where she is. Strange. She won't answer anybody's emails. Wouldn't it be really weird if Swalwell, PP tape hoaxer, shouldn't collude with foreign officials like Trump did? That's really bad. That guy was involved in this story. Surely that didn't happen. Let's go to a picture from the Axios piece. That would never, that can't possibly be true. Here's from, oh my gosh, look, crazy time, Joe, crazy pills everywhere. <laughs> There's Christine Fang, alleged spy with Eric Swalwell. And a couple of other officials as well. Apparently, there's quite a few photos with Swalwell. Swalwell. Yeah, yeah. You got it, folks. Please watch the video for this show today. You don't know what you're missing. Rumble.com slash Bongino. The Axios piece, by the way, will also be in the show notes. For those of you audio only, Bongino.com slash newsletter. That's our newsletter. That is the show notes. You can read the article. I, I Listen, Axios did a good job here. And if Republicans are involved in this, let's hear about that, too. Unlike air quotes journalists, we do actual investigative reporting here. Actual. So we're interested if someone was compromised, regardless of your political affiliation. I'm stunned Axios did this knowing Swalwell was involved in this. You're like, this story can't possibly get worse. No, no, it does. Let's go to screenshot number three. There's four screenshots from this piece. That's how you know it's good. From the Axios piece. Among the most significant targets of Fang's efforts was Congressman Eric Swalwell from California. Fang took part in fundraising activity for Swalwell's reelection campaign, according to a Bay Area political operative and a current U.S. intelligence official. Swalwell's office was directly aware of these activities on its behalf, the political operative said. The same operative who witnessed Fang fundraising on Swalwell's behalf found no evidence of illegal contributions. FEC records don't indicate Fang herself made donations, which are prohibited from foreign officials, foreign nationals. Fang helped place at least one intern. Wow. In Swalwell's office. Isn't that weird? According to those same two people and interacted with Swalwell at multiple events over the course of several years. What exactly were those interactions with Swalwell? 
She was responsible for placing an intern in two in Swalwell's office. An intern? So just to be clear, these are allegations. Again, the woman was in the United States, and in the United States, you're entitled to the presumption of innocence. I actually believe in the Constitution, unlike you know some in the media and elsewhere. But these are very serious allegations that this woman, Christine Fang, was working with the Chinese government in an influence operation and was doing fundraising on behalf of a U.S. Congressman Swalwell who sits on the Intelligence Committee. Oh! Yeah. Oh! 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 Oh, 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 I was watching Creed 2 last night huh. and there's that scene with Drago's kid. The body shot. Oh, oh, <laughs> the liver shots and the kidney shots. No bueno. No good. Drop them elbows. Keep them hands up. Drop the dip into it. And also had many interactions with Swalwell. Wow. Huh. Weird. Get a little goosebumps as I prep you for what's coming next here. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm not even kidding. Look at that. That's hair crazy. standing up. I st it's amazing. <laughs> yeah. I still have hair. My hair is like, Paul's like, your hair's ever going to fall? It's the craziest thing ever. I got the most resistant hair in human history. Hang You're going to think it, I'm dude. like faking this thing, sure, <laughs> right? It's hanging on for dear life. It ain't going anywhere. <laughs> oh. Swalwell. Yeah. PP hoaxer. PP hoaxer has had interactions with an alleged Chinese influence operation person running it in the United States who happened to fundraise for him and placed an intern in his office. Hmm, maybe Swalwell should step aside for a little while till we get to the bottom of this. I know this segment. I'm gonna all right. One last piece from Axios. One Ooh. last screenshot from Axios. Yeah, man. Um, yeah, yeah, because I gotta this is just part, I don't know. I know this is great. This is just part one. From the Axios, we'll wrap this up. Read this piece in Axios because the next part will make total sense. So Christopher Ray, our failed FBI director, said that Beijing is engaged in a highly sophisticated, malign foreign influence operation, a campaign, which he said in a July 2020 speech. They involved subversive, subversive, undeclared, criminal or coercive attempts to sway our government policies, distort our country's public discourse and undermine confidence in our democratic process and values, Ray said. I want you to pay particular attention to the part where he says they're involved in coercive attempts. Now, are there a lot of liberals listening so they don't, you know, have access to a dictionary thesaurus or anything else? Coercive, meaning they were using coercion, China, to get people to do things for their interests and against yours in the United States. How would you do that? If I was looking to coerce someone and I was the Chinese government, someone in power who could hurt me by voting on a, some policy that would hurt China, how would you coerce them? Would you use physical violence? Well, probably in China you would, but likely not over here in the United States. That's not going to do you much good. You know, I'm going to beat you up. Otherwise, they would just call it, you'd be arrested. This isn't, you know, a third world country or China where they put people in the gulags here. They tried that with Mike Flynn. So how would you coerce someone to do something on China's behalf if you were engaged in an influence operation? I got a crazy idea. Maybe you would gather a file on them. Air, dreaded air quotes again. You know, with them doing bad stuff and say, hey, you may want to take this position on that vote. You may 
Be a real shame if your place burned down. Wink and a You may want to take this vote, yes or no, like we say, because it'd be a real shame if this information we got in this file. I'm looking for, I got so much stuff that <laughs> If this information in the file, you know, Joe, if that got out there, yeah. it could be really bad. Yeah, kind of like a dossier. It'd be terrible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It'd be awful. It'd be, awful. It'd be the worst thing ever. We would, I mean, we'd have to hug it out. It'd be really bad. So in order to get that, coercive file to use coercion you'd probably need to get people on video and audio doing things that would be embarrassing oh 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 stay tuned i'm just gonna leave that one right there for a second all right folks let me get to my second sponsor of today's show brought to you by our friends at genucell longtime sponsor of the show you know, this is a big hit in my house. That's why the lovely Paula always looks so lovely because her and her mom love Jen Yourself. She always gives me the thing. She vogues a little bit for me when I do that. And I still love it. It's a Christmas and holiday season. There's a sale from Chamonix. In this season, get Chamonix's brand new Zotique Deep Correcting Serum absolutely free with your order. The new Zotique Deep Correcting Serum from Chamonix means skin that is smooth as silk free from redness, acne and acne scars, and faster collagen production. Look at my shots with me and Paul on on Instagram. You'd be like, what is she in her 20s? Gosh, she looks it. Zotique's increased firmness, smoothness, smoothness and diminishes adult acne, redness, and stress breakouts. You can even say goodbye to crow's feet and laugh lines with its immediate effects. See results in 12 hours or less. Everyone will see the difference guaranteed or 100% of your money back. That's the Chamonix promise. Go to genucel.com. That's genucel.com, G-E-N-U-C-E-L, and enter promo code DAN40. That's the number 40, D-A-N-4-0, a checkout for even more holiday savings. Trust, uh, treat yourself this holiday. Get Chamonix's brand new Zotique Deep Correcting Serum, Crystals at Home Microdermabrasion Treatment, Exfoliating Mask, and a surprise luxury gift all free with your order today. That's four free gifts plus a free upgrade to priority shipping. Don't miss out. Go to genucel.com. GenuCell.com. That's GenuCell.com. Use promo code Dan40. So without further ado, I want to get to this segment because I was given a tip. I don't mean like a tip in a restaurant. I mean, I have pretty good sources on stuff and someone threw me something that really blew my mind because it's very specific, a rough time period and a location about the infamous Hunter Biden. Uh, And it segues tragically. And I mean that because it's just all this stuff is disgusting from my coercion angle here. So the Chinese are using coercion to influence policy in the United States. You can only use coercion if you have something to coerce someone with. That something to coerce someone with is usually a blackmail file of stuff you did that's really not cool. So Tucker last night, going back to it, because I don't think Tucker's segment last night was an accident. Somebody probably scooped him that, hey, this Axios bombshell is going to drop today about Swalwell and others. Tucker hints Joe at a, there's this agent they're all talking about. Next thing you know, next day, a story drops about a Chinese agent in the United States and Swalwell. Wow. What, what are the odds? (laughs) But Tucker said something else last night in this segment. Hmm. He ends up this portion of his, you can watch the whole eight minute monologue if you'd like, but I, I, I cut the portions relevant to today's show. He ends up this portion of his monologue talking again about Hunter Biden and Bobolinsky in the same segment about a Chinese influence operation in the United States. Why would that come up again? You think Tucker just randomly inserted that in there like the Chinese agent thing? I don't think so. Check this out and I'll tell you what I think is going on. 
Oh, Donald Trump, he notes, because the Chinese do pay close attention to what we say here. Donald Trump has complained about Hunter Biden and his ties to the Chinese government. Those are real, he just confirms. So now you know why you weren't allowed to talk about Hunter Biden's laptop, why big business aligned as one, the tech companies and the rest, to suppress that story because they were implicated in it. Back in October, we interviewed a man called Tony Bobolinsky. We interviewed him because no one else would. Tony Bobolinsky was a business partner of the Bidens. Here's what he told us about China. And in a document that you guys have, and uh, I think it's been provided to, you know, to the world, the Chinese referenced that because of their trust in uh, the Biden family, that Chairman Yi and Director Zhang are uh, excited about moving forward in this. And in that document, they referenced loaning $5 million to the BD family. Right. The BD family is the Biden family. So again, if you're looking to coerce someone, especially an influential member of the Biden family, notably Hunter Biden, Joe Biden's son, how would you do it? You'd develop a blackmail file. How would you get a blackmail file? Um, number one, you'd engage in shady business operations and money payoffs, knowing what? That it's going to leave a money trail you'd want to hide later. And if you'd want to hide it, what would you do? You'd do anything to hide it, notably doing things against your country's interests and and others' interests as well in the interests of China if you were looking to avoid that money trail being exposed. That's how that's how I would do it. Yeah, sounds good. If I needed to influence someone as an intelligence operation overseas, right? Create a money trail so you can use that money trail to blackmail them later and say, hey, it'd be a real shame if this money trail got out, wouldn't it? But there are other things too. When I was uh, in my prior line of work, whenever you traveled overseas, you would get a country brief the minute you stepped down inside the embassy. One of the briefs I got that really opened my eyes was when I spent some significant time in Russia. Oh, my gosh. It would be a subject of the Mueller probes. I spent some time in Russia, and you sit down with the ARSO or RSO, which is an assistant regional security officer that works for the Diplomatic Security Service, otherwise known as DSS. They run security on the ground. They're like the secret service of diplomacy. They're very good. Well, the RSO is the, guys in, uh, the guy or the woman in charge. They run security for the embassy, the, re the regional security officer. Well, I sat down with, I think it was the RSO or ARSO, an assistant, when I, uh, right away when I stepped foot in Moscow, because I was there working with the Secret Service at the time, and I was given a brief. And in that brief, they bring out a book or a dossier. Woo, we allowed to say that word? And in that book, dossier, whatever you want to call it, binder full of women, you see all kinds of pictures and stuff. There's a lot of black dots in those pictures. A lot of pictures of a lot of people doing a lot of things. If you get what I mean. Not all of them are government officials. Some of them are business leaders. And why would the Russians do that? Why would they wire up hotel rooms with wires and cameras and everything else to get you doing stuff? You know what I mean? Um, they would do that because you probably don't want those pictures out. Some of them were really interesting. I'm like, ooh. Man, is that jujitsu? What is that? <laughs> Dude, a gymnast? How did that happen? Some of these pictures are really not good. So when Hunter Biden was traveling overseas, especially to China, let's say around 2014, let's say Hunter Biden was at a, Joe, I'm just throwing this out there. Let's say around 2014, Hunter Biden was at a hotel in Beijing. Mm-hmm. 
Maybe the Four Seasons. Hmm. I'm just guessing. Not really. Let's say in 2014 at the Beijing Four Seasons, Hunter Biden was over there. Now, you know he's gotten this brief by the diplomats on the ground that, hey, there's probably cameras and audio in your hotel room in China at the Four Seasons in 2014 because they want to catch you doing stuff that would probably be embarrassing that could be used to coerce you later. Let's say in 2014 at the Four Seasons in Beijing, Hunter Biden was there to do a deal with a guy named Johnny. Johnny. Crazy kind of deal. And let's just say in 2014, at the Four Seasons Beijing, well, he's there to do a deal with a dude named Johnny on the ground. That some friends showed up in the middle of the night. Friends. You know what I mean by friends? Friends with Benny. If you're missing the video here, shame on you. <laughs> My wife and I have little codes. Every husband and wife, they, they, she can read. This has a meaning. And it's not what you think it is. We're watching. Uh, just know. Rumble.com slash it. Here's, so let's say friends with benefits show up in the middle of the night after Hunter Biden had been warned that there's probably video surveillance of your room and those friends with benefits were in there for a really long time. Is there a compromise file to coerce Hunter Biden out there? You know, media folks, I'm just suggesting it's a legitimate source who gave me that. Maybe look into that that 2014 trip where he stayed at the Four Seasons in Beijing and did a little deal with Johnny and friends with Benny's showed up in the middle of the night. You'll never watch my show the same way again when I do. <laughs> now you know the code. That's why she's laughing. Friends with Benny's. Ladies showing up in the middle of the night. I'm, I'm, I'm sure they were just uh, there to discuss the business deal with Johnny. You may want to look into that. Again, you think Tucker's just talking about this story last night because he just randomly threw Hunter out? Now, does Hunter know about, does Tucker know about that story? I don't think so. But does he have probably a large bevy of information about the corrupt financial dealings and other dealings? that have gone on in China and some potential corruption with Hunter Biden financial dealings in China and some potential compromise. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty reasonably confident that him and other journalists probably do. Someone may want to look into that. Be really weird. If he was in 2014 at the four seasons in Beijing and did a business deal with a guy named Johnny and some people showed up in the middle and, you know, friends with Benny's. I'm not talking about the movie either. This also explains why John Kerry, you know, our former secretary of state, what does Mark Levin call him? Mashed potato face or something? Yeah, yeah. This would also explain why John Kerry, our former secretary of state, 
has denied from the start knowing anything about Hunter Biden's business dealings in China, despite the fact that we found out yesterday that there are some 2014 emails indicating that Biden, uh, that the Hunter Biden situation was actually briefed to John Kerry. Here's a reporter asking John Kerry questions about the Hunter Biden scenario. Here's the actual transcript of the question where John Kerry's like Sergeant Schultz style, Joe, I don't know nothing about nothing about nothing. So this reporter says, hey, Secretary of State, when Hunter Biden joined the Burisma board, were you aware or did you know about it at the time? Or were you comfortable with the arrangement given you were Secretary of State at the time? John Kerry, I had no knowledge about any of that. None. No. The reporter responds, even though you were Secretary of State at the time and given the vice president's uh, role in this? Kerry, what would I know about any? No. Why would I know about any company or any individual? No. The answer is no, no communication, no nothing. I don't know who they are. I don't know what they were doing to this day, actually. My John Kerry's not nearly as good as my Bernie Sanders. I haven't done that in a long time. Why would John Kerry say that? Because he's trying to distance himself. Because everybody knows the train wreck that's coming with Hunter Biden. You think you're going to get folks, I'm telling you right now, I'm going to sum this because I haven't even gotten to part three of the show yet. I'm telling you right now, there is a file probably this thick on Hunter Biden. And don't be surprised at all if the Chinese try to use it. You're an idiot if you believe. And I don't mean like a mild idiot. If you don't believe that, you're like a hardcore idiot. I mean like you can't figure out the, the push-pull on a door in the building. It says pull and you're like, it's not opening. It's not a, that kind of an idiot if you believe that. Hat tip to Axios. Maybe more people should start doing actual journalism right now. Just a thought. Back to page one. All right, let me get to my third sponsor today. <laughs> I'm laughing because I'm not, I can't even tell you why I'm laughing because it's a family-friendly show. Tommy John. This is no laughing matter, Tommy John. These are the best underwear in the business. I love Tommy John. I was a Tommy John customer, by the way. I just want to note, way before they were a sponsor, so I got serious street cred on Tommy John. The best underwear in the business. You've had enough to deal with this year, so don't overthink your holiday gifts. Since we've all been living in our sweatpants anyway, give your local ones some pro-level Tommy John loungewear. This holiday season, Tommy John is making sure you can give the gift of comfort to everyone on your list and yourself with Tommy John men's and women's loungewear. Say goodbye to those old, nasty sweatpants. Tommy John loungewear is luxuriously soft and guaranteed to fit. Timeout. I'm calling a timeout in the middle of the spot. So they sent me their uh, pajama bottoms. Folks, I'm not kidding. I don't wear pajamas. I changed my mind. Not a joke, right, Paula? I put them on. The only problem, you don't want to get out of them. They seriously are that comfortable. No joke. The same level of comfort and innovation goes into everything Tommy John makes. <laughs> I've never worn pajamas in my life before these. Plus, they're cool looking too. Plus, Tommy John's, Paula was like, get it? Tommy, <laughs> Tommy John's loungewear pajamas and underwear comes in limited edition sets, perfect for gifting, but they sell out quick. And Tommy John's customer favorite, their hammock pouch underwear that puts a permanent end to sticking and shaving is back in stock. They're great. Order now. Last time they sold out in six days, so order today. There's no risk with Tommy John's best pair you'll ever wear or its free guarantee. Order now. Makes a great gift and makes a great suggestion for someone else to give to you. 
Go to TommyJohn.com slash Dan for $20 off site-wide for a limited time only. Get $20 off for a limited time at TommyJohn.com slash Dan. Do you have them on right now? You have your Tommy John's? You want to show the audience right now? <laughs> she does. She has well. I'm getting a peek. You're not. TommyJohn.com. I love my wife. She's great. TommyJohn.com slash Dan. TommyJohn.com slash Dan. This is the greatest read ever. Best underwear, most stylish underwear, most comfortable loungewear. Men and women go today. TommyJohn.com slash Dan. See site for details. All right. <laughs> Show. Only we could do this. Totally off the rails today. I love that we control it and my executive producers, my wife, so I can do whatever I want. All right, let's get back to some important stuff. So um, we're going to just let that stew what I told you about Hunter Biden. That's not a joke, that information. I mean, I'm handling it with a note of sarcasm because the media is not doing journalism, but the, that tip I got is very real and very scary. Can you imagine the compromise file on this guy? So what's going on with this election? I got to update you on this. So we have a huge lawsuit out of Texas. Ladies and gentlemen, this is big news because this lawsuit actually stands a chance. Uh, and it really depends on the courage of the Supreme Court to take it up. Breitbart has this story. Ken Paxson, the Texas attorney general, is like, can I just sum this up in a nutshell? Throw the Breitbart story up if you don't mind. The Texas attorney general is like, hey, why do we have to abide by the Constitution in this election, Joe? And nobody else does. Like, that sounds kind of weird, right? Like, we yeah. have a constitutional republic for a reason. Story will be in the show notes today. Joel Pollack, Breitbart. Texas sues Georgia, Michigan, Pennsylvania, and Wisconsin at the Supreme Court over election rules. Why didn't someone do this sooner? Texas, you can always count on Texas to, like, save the day for us. Thank you, Ken Paxton. I'll get to a screenshot from the piece in a minute, but the core of it is very simple. Texas is basically saying in their lawsuit at the Supreme Court, and they did this very smartly, by the way. Well, why do we have to obey the Constitution's format for national elections and nobody else does? Hmm. Kind of a common sense question, no? Hmm. I mean, what's the point of a federalist structure to our constitutional republic if the national constitutional guidelines we all live by and our governing rules and documents only matter to the state, then just have a bunch of independent states. What's the point? Do the European Union mess. So what Texas is saying here is the Constitution lays out how a presidential election is supposed to look and go. But Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, Georgia just threw that out the window. And Michigan. So from the Breitbart piece, Texas, they did two things. I'm going to, very important. I'm going to, so this is from the lawsuit. The case presents a question of law. Did the defendant states violate the elector's clause in the constitution by taking, I'll translate this, don't worry, by taking non-legislative actions to change the election rules that would govern the appointment of presidential lecture, electors. These non-legislative changes to the defendant state's election laws facilitated the casting and counting of ballots in violation of state law, which in turn violated the elector's cause of Article 2, Section 1, Clause 2 of the U.S. Constitution. By these unlawful acts, the defendant states have not only tainted the integrity, listen to this, of their own citizens' vote, but their actions have also debased the votes of citizens in the plaintiff state and other states that remain loyal to the Constitution. It goes on. One more point. This is there are two huge takeaways from this. Translation coming shortly. Don't worry. 
Texas approached the Supreme Court directly because Article 3 provides that it is the court of first impression on subjects where it has original jurisdiction, such as disputes between two or more states. Don't worry. Simple translation coming. Number one, Ken Paxton isn't stupid. So we're going to cover it in reverse order. He wants this in the Supreme Court because time is of the essence. There is a constitutional January 20th deadline for when Donald Trump leaves office. That's the one that really matters. January 20th. That's coming up. That's just a matter of chronological time. It's now, what are we, December 8th? No, 8th. It's the 8th. No, thank you. Time is of the essence. So Ken Paxton, Joe, knowing this Supreme Court is the court of, quote, first impression Mm -hmm. on disputes between the states, decided to sue the other states knowing it's got to go to the Supreme Court. That's not saying the Supreme Court has to take it. Right. But knowing they can bypass the other stuff and go right to the Supreme Court. Genius. Everybody tracking? Yeah, man. Hey. Brilliant. If we sue the other states and the Supreme Court is the first court that has to hear these lawsuits state on state, then it's probably a good idea to bypass these lower channels and sue the other states. The verdict is in. Nice move there, buddy. So that's the first takeaway. They cover that at the end of that uh, screenshot from the Breitbart piece. But to get a case in front of any court, there has to be some injury, Joe. In other words, it's Mm -hmm. very difficult for Joe to sue on my behalf if he's not my lawyer. In other words... Let's say someone says, you know, Dan Bongino is a space alien and I want to sue for defamation. Mm -hmm. I have to sue because the injury is to me. Joe can't sue if, you know, if he's not my attorney filing the paperwork. Joe can't sue and say, I feel injured because they wrote about Dan Bongino. I have no standing. Yeah. You have Mm -hmm. to. He has no. There you go. Mm -hmm. Guy's a genius. No. Let me tell you something. The best ombudsman in the business. You need standing. Thank you, lawyer Mm -hmm. Joe. Wearing many hats. Thank you, sir. So Texas has to claim some injury to Texas. So you may be saying to yourself, well, how can they do that if they're suing Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, Michigan, and uh, uh, what's the other one? Um, uh, Wisconsin, Michigan, Pennsylvania, and Georgia. Genius. Texas says at the end of their filing, if you go back and rewind the tape and look at that screenshot, that, hey, because these four states took non-legislative actions to change their election day laws and regulations, rules and regulations, I should say. They didn't change the law. What are non-legislative actions? That means the courts got involved and they just randomly recreated new bureaucratic rules, no new laws. These states did not amend their constitutions and their legislative chambers did not choose the electors according to what the U.S. Constitution says. They have to legislatively do it. And they didn't. Everybody tracking me? Texas is saying these four states have to, by the Constitution, go through legislative means to change the way they conduct a national election. And they didn't do it. Judges did it and bureaucrats. They did not do that. So you may be saying, okay, so they have a, that that sounds like a good case. But what's the injury? Texas is saying because they did that, that it changed the results of a national election that in turn impacted voters in Texas. Mm. Mm-hmm. Nice. Nice. Beautiful job. Now, is the Supreme Court going to have the guts to take this case up? I don't know. We'll see. But that's a damn good case. 
I got to move on. I get eight to my last spot. I want to get to Georgia part two, what we discussed yesterday. But let me just sum this up for you. Texas is basically saying this. Hey, because you dunces in these four states can't follow the Constitution and you just randomly changed your election laws, you violated the Constitution's legislative process for selecting electors. You screwed us in Texas, so we're taking you right to the Supreme Court. If Texas gets to the Supreme Court and wins this case, they're going to have a real problem, these four states. We'll keep our eye on that. All right, don't go anywhere. I want to walk through this Georgia thing again. And a great article at Red State kind of lays out why it's going to be in the show notes. But I want to go through what they're doing. And just this, again, this, this confluence of events is just not explainable by Occam's razor anymore. Folks, today's show finally brought to you by our friends at OMAX. They've been lifesavers for me. Living with chronic pain is the worst. It's more than just a feeling of discomfort. It affects your whole life. Uh, you, you mostly know already. I've told you what's going on with me. I've had a problem relaxing, sleeping, a lot of stuff lately. I mean, my arthritis has been acting up and everything. Um, it's stopped me from exercising. If you're looking to get rid of nagging muscle and joint pain immediately while providing thorough, long-lasting, relief, then you need to try the natural breakthrough pain, re- pain relief solution, the cryo-free CBD roll-on. I have so many of these. I run This one's an open one because it's mine. I keep it on the desk. It goes on like, if, I mean, the cool feeling works right away. I use this stuff. Uh, Paula uses it on her neck. She has neck issues. I've been, <laughs> if I told you what I used this stuff on last week outside of my arthritis, you wouldn't believe it. I'm not even kidding. I had really wicked hiccups last week. <laughs> <laughs> shockingly I, right out of the bullpen stuff's amazing cryo-free cbd roll-on developed by omax health it's a non-prescription triple action pain relief roll-on specifically for specifically formulated to block pain receptors reduce inflammation and improve muscle and joint flex, flexibility the best part's 100 natural it's a cbd powered remedy works its magic within 10 minutes i'm telling you it works in less than that for me i you put it on your neck whatever muscles your shoulders it's like that for me. Release, relief lasts up to eight hours, much longer than over-the-counter products. Omax Health is offering my listeners 20% off a full bottle of cryo, a cryo-free CBD pain relief roll-on. This discount also applies towards any product site-wide. Here's how you get this great deal. This stuff's really amazing, folks. If you're in pain, check it out. Email me. You're going to love it. Go to omaxhealth.com and enter promo code Bongino. That's O-M-A-X health.com, omaxhealth.com, enter promo code Bongino to get 20% off cryo-freeze and site-wide. Still not sold? Pro athletes use cryo-freeze CBD to recover on and off the field. They've got 95% five-star reviews. You know how hard that is to do? Customers saying they've tried everything and Omax cryo-freeze is really good. It's our go-to in our house. They're now buying it for their family and friends too. This product is the real deal. Go to omaxhealth.com, enter code Bongino, B-O-N-G-I-N-O to get 20% off and site-wide. Don't miss it. Stuff's the real deal. All right. So we've been covering this Georgia story uh, and this video out of the Georgia State Farm Arena uh, in Fulton County of what appears to be some suspicious activity processing ballots on election night and early into the following morning. Now, I covered the video on Friday where we played it, where you have ballots being removed from under the table after ballot observers who are watching the count had left the room. I covered the subsequent outcry by the left-wing hack media who was like, that video has been debunked while simultaneously confirming every allegation in there. Let's walk through this. If you were going to commit some kind of election fraud, how would you do it? 
Well, if Trump was ahead in the vote and ahead dramatically like he was on election night, you would have to stop the bleeding. Why? Well, the answer is obvious. The first part is because you you don't want the idea to set in that Joe Biden's lost and the public psyche to get in their head that Donald Trump won re-election because then it's hard. Remember what I told you about? I never forgot this. Hanging around these Clinton and Gore staffers when I was a young agent. I had no one of the great regrets of the Gore Bush campaign when Bush, you know, Bush won, but there was a disputed election. One of the great regrets of the Democrats was letting the idea set in early that Al Gore had conceded the election. Why? Because in the public's mind, George W. Bush was then the president elect and Gore was fighting him. You get it? They understood that from the start. They were never going to repeat that mistake again here. So they never, ever wanted in your head the Democrats and their media bootlicking sycophantic acolytes. They never wanted in your head for a second that Trump had won. So they had to stop the bleeding right away. So how would you stop the bleeding if you thought you were going to lose and you're Joe Biden? You stop the count. So the idea never gets in anyone's head that Trump won. Then make sure the media narrative never sets in that Trump won the election. The Transition Integrity Project that left this group that was calling for a street fight after the election already addressed this stuff. Look at this piece in Vox where they're very concerned about the media talking about a Trump landslide. This was before the election. August 2020, how to avert a post-election nightmare. Vox with a V, not Fox with an F. It's a left-leaning website. Here is the Transition Integrity Project, a group of leftists, very concerned about a a Trump victory, a narrow Trump victory or a blowout. They said, quote, we anticipate lawsuits and divergent media narratives, attempts to stop the counting of ballots and protests drawing people from both sides. This is unbelievable. They're actually laying out what they did and blaming it on Trump. Stop the counting of ballots and prevent Joe Divergent media narratives. Divergent Mm -hmm. from what? Divergent from their narrative that Biden won, even if he didn't. Everybody picking this up, they told you what they were going to do. There's going to be one narrative and one narrative only, regardless of the outcome. Joe Biden won and Trump is fighting against Biden to steal it. No matter what happened, that was going to be their narrative. Nothing was going to diverge from it. They were also saying... If Trump said they're going to want to stop the vote count. No, that's what they did. That's what happened in Georgia in the middle of the night. They said, we're going to stop the vote count. Observers, you can go home. And they did. They leaked out to the media, pun intended. There's a water main break in the State Farm Arena. We have to stop counting because you need an excuse to stop counting. Why? Because you stopped counting in the most important election of our lifetime. So if I was going to do it, while Trump was ahead, I'd stop the bleeding to prevent divergent media narratives, diverging from your narrative that Biden won. I would then have the observers go home, blame it on something. You leak to the media like a water pipe burst, which was an overflowing urinal. I would then continue counting with no observer around. I'd then pull some ballots from under the table. And conveniently, a lot of those ballots would spike for Joe Biden, which I counted without any observers around. I'm just saying that's how I would do it. 
if I was going to commit massive voter fraud to influence a national election? And what if those ballots that were counted during those times observers weren't around after you said you stopped counting in order to stop the bleeding of the loss in Georgia? What if those ballots you counted spiked dramatically, as you can see in this photo, hat tip Eric Trump's uh, social media feed, uh, if they spiked dramatically for Joe Biden? Rumble.com slash Bongino. If you'd like to see this little chart, you'll notice the blue are votes for Joe Biden. You'll notice the red are votes for Donald Trump. You'll notice the blue is a lot taller than the red. So that's how I would do it. Stop the bleeding. Tell everyone the vote counting will stop because Trump is winning. Have the observers go home. Bring out a stack of ballots to benefit Biden and count them with no one around. And then when you need a reason to tell people the vote stopped, you stopped counting the votes when you didn't, in fact, stop counting votes, make up a reason about a water pipe bursting that was, in fact, a urinal Running a little uh, extra agua there? Why am I bringing this up again? Because there's an excellent piece in Red State by our friend Shipwreck Crew. That's his uh, nom de plume. This article will be in the show notes. I encourage you to read it. Guy knows his stuff. Bongito.com slash newsletter if you'd like to read it. He says, proving fraud in the Fulton County ballot counting room. That's the state farm marine he's talking about. A prosecutor's perspective. Shipwreck crew has some legal experience and he says something needs to happen right now about this Georgia tape. Folks, we can put these rumors and allegations of malfeasance and counting to bed right away, Joe. How? By conducting an investigation. Is he, Where's the FBI on this? Mm-hmm. If there was no malfeasance or misfeasance, folks, that's great news. I'm not hoping for fraud. Unlike lunatic leftists. I'm hoping even if we lost that we can at least count on our election system and fight another day. I'm not hoping for fraud, but if there is fraud, I damn well want to know about it. So our buddy shipwreck crew over at Red State has a great idea. Screenshot from his piece, a very simple one. (laughs) Again, not rocket science, folks. Quote, every person who is in the room needs to be interviewed by the FBI, where providing false information is actually a crime. What instructions were they given? What did they say in response? Who seemed to be in charge? What did that person do? Who did they speak with? Did you overhear what was said? Did anyone tell you later what was said? Etc. Genius. Maybe we just interview people and ask them what happened? Folks, there were three scenarios I wrote down that could result from that. Number one. Ladies and gentlemen, it could very well be an innocent explanation. Could have been some just mistaken. I thought we were going home when we weren't. I misinterpreted my instructions from the supervisor. The observers left. It was a mistake. We counted. We shouldn't have it. Here are the ballots. They're legitimate. We're going to signature verify them. It could be an innocent explanation. <laughs> kind of weird if it was, but it could be. Again, I'm not, I'm not, that's not outside of the realm of possibility. Explanation number two for the Georgia video. It could be localized fraudulent activity. 
where people in the room just decided for whatever reason they were going to violate election law. Maybe they were lazy. Maybe they weren't fraudulent ballots. Maybe they were legitimate ballots, but they just got pissed off at the observers and kicked the observers out to do it um, in violation of the rules. Be good to know that too. So it doesn't happen again. But ladies and gentlemen, the third scenario, given the variables that still don't have an explanation, why the observers left, why they said it was a water break, why they stopped counting and continued to count, why they put ballots underneath the table, why it appears they processed them multiple times. They don't have an explanation yet. The third explanation for this whole thing is this is a larger conspiracy. Is it possible? We'll see. But our friend Shipwreck Crew is right. In my experience as an investigator, ladies and gentlemen, the reason you bring people in and you put them under oath and you interview them to eliminate the possibility of a larger conspiracy or fraudulent activity and, and to get to the hopefully innocent explanation is, ladies and gentlemen, lies are really hard to remember. And they're really hard to remember multiple times. One of the things I used to do when I was doing counterfeit investigations, counterfeit money, you know, printing fake money, when I was a young agent, is I would ask the guy or woman who passed the counterfeit bill, it was usually 20s. They rarely did hundreds because they're, you know, people check hundreds multiple times. 20s, they can get real quick and get them through at the 7-Eleven or whatever. But one of the things I would do is I would bring in the guy who passed the counterfeit bill. And I would ask him to tell the story multiple times. I'd have him tell the story. I'd go take a five-minute break. I'd come back and say, hey, can you repeat this part of the story? And why would I do that? Because, ladies and gentlemen, lies are really, really hard to remember. And one of the things I would get them on are the deets. What are the deets? The details. So by the third or fourth telling of the same story, they would start to screw up the details because they can't remember their own lies. I'm not suggesting if these people are interviewed in phone County, they would lie, but I'm telling you if they did by the third or fourth telling, they would probably forget what they said the first time. So one particular incident happened to me one time where a guy said, yeah, so I took the bill, you know, it was crumpled up in my, uh, in my pocket and I gave it to the clerk and gosh, I didn't realize, you know, uh, it was counterfeit or whatever. So I went back, took a little break, and I actually had the bill because we get it from the bank because it's counterfeit. The bank detects counterfeit, and they send it to the Secret Service. I think it was a 7-Eleven. And I said, I walked back in. I said, can you tell me again how you got that bill out of your pocket? He said, yeah, yeah. It was, um, you know, it was like crumpled up in the corner of my pocket, and I pulled it out, and I just didn't notice anything. And I, I said, that's funny because I have this bill right here, and it's perfectly flat without a wrinkle in it. That's definitely not a. I used to do that all the time. They would always screw the story up. We got that guy, of course, a bit to it. So prosecuted him locally. But probably a good idea to interview these people because lies are really, really hard to remember. And the details of your lies get even harder to remember, especially when you ask them to tell the same story three or four times. Let me make one final point about why everybody involved in this needs to be interviewed. Again, they could be entirely innocent. That's a possibility. I don't want to stigmatize anyone. There's been no allegation of criminality here. Fraudulent activity, yes, there have been allegations about that. 
but not criminality. But I want to make one other point. My experience interviewing people and why these people should be interviewed to put this thing to bed is, ladies and gentlemen, there's no loyalty amongst people if if they were involved in some fraudulent scheme. Don't think for a second there's any law. What's the old law? You know, honor among thieves. Yeah. I'm not suggesting they were thieves, but I'm telling you in my experience dealing with actual thieves, honor with thieves is a total fairy tale nonsense myth. Put that baby to bed. People rat each other out so fast. It, it don't even like... There, it takes like two seconds. It does. The minute you get them, they rat everybody and their mother out. They'll rat their mother out to get out of trouble. There is no honor among thieves at all. If people interviewed in this were involved in potentially fraudulent activity, if, and you interview them, someone's going to say, hey, listen, this is BS. I was asked to do this by this guy. They told us to kick these people out. I'm not taking a hit for this guy. Great. Then we can get to the bottom of it. These folks need to be interviewed. The FBI may be doing it. I don't have inside information. If they are, great. If they're not, I, I don't know what you're waiting for. These are very serious allegations. That video is damning. We have no sensible explanation for it. If you're not interviewing them, I, I really, you have no purpose whatsoever. All right, folks, that was a loaded show. Um, thanks again for tuning in. I really appreciate it. Again, if you want uh, around this holiday season to get any kind of a gift, Helix, Genucel, Tommy John, Omax, we had yesterday's sponsors, Omaha Steaks, whatever. Any gift, we have a sponsor page. We always appreciate you supporting our sponsors. It's bongino.com slash sponsors, right? Sponsors with an S. Go to that page. It's all of our links, all of our promo codes right there. Bongino.com slash sponsors. We really appreciate you supporting our sponsors and supporting the show. And one last thing, we are, I'm not kidding, like a thousand subscribers away on Rumble from passing the tech tyrants at YouTube. We actually are ready to, in just three months, please go to rumble, R-U-M-B-L-E.com slash Bongino, rumble.com slash Bongino, and subscribe to the show there. Record time. We're fighting back against the tech tyrants, and we're winning. That's where the video version of my show is available free, gratis, not a penny for you, totally free, rumble.com slash Bongino. Thanks for tuning in. See you tomorrow. You just heard Dan Bongino.